Hi. Um, hello. Um, if you're listening to this, you've you've made your way by some by some cruel twist of fate into uh, the inaugural episode of our podcast. Um, which is called it's called our podcast is called uh the future is ow the future is ow 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 um and, and the sort of the organizing principle the through line the the raison d'être if you, if you will is that the future has long been promised you know to us i think in the form of f- flying cars the internet things happening uh quickly and interestingly in in various ways um but there's been a lot of unintended consequences and it's always been something that's coming down the pike. And now I feel like it's fair to say that we, we, we are living in the future very much and uh, uh, many parts of it suck. Um, but, but yeah, so we're, we're going to try to interrogate that. Um, but for the moment I, I'm feeling, yeah, I feel sort of like a freshly, I feel freshly minted, you know, I feel like a freshly stamped coin. Yeah. Well, the- podcast is actually happening like we it's, did it uh, the inaugural episode we've done it mission accomplished um should we quit now we could quit now but you know i know this is how i feel like i feel i've just come we've come we've broken the membrane like we've come through the birth canal of of uh yeah like of unnecessary podcasts that no one asked for and here we are like lying on the delivery table writhing and screaming uh covered in viscera uh it feels amazing. Yeah, when you say it like that, it really sounds beautiful. Doesn't it sound great? It's like the it's a sort of like the I mean, I don't mean to profane the miracle of birth by comparing it to our wretched podcast, but I mean, I can't I help. I think it's apt. I think it's apt as well. Um, I um, guess like maybe, you know, now that the the baby is born, are there some introductions Let's in order? slap it. Yeah, let's slap it on the bum. Let's slap it on and the make bum it cry. and give it a name. Yeah, let's give it a name. Well, the name is uh the name is uh the future is out. And uh yeah, so this is I well let's start with some introductions and then I guess we can talk about what we're what this the purpose of this vanity project is sure. other than pure vanity. Yeah. which is most of it. Um I I'll, I'll go first. I'm Jonah. I um I just sort of yeah, I'm uh, just like a I'm just like kind of a guy without uh, unemployed as of right now. Um and uh I'm very on the internet. I have a lot of I do a lot of uh reading on online and thinking about things and getting mad and bang and uh yeah ro- uh throwing myself on the ground and uh slamming my fists on the ground and crying so i have a lot of opinions that i i would love to force upon anyone who's foolish enough to listen to this um and uh I, uh yeah and i thankfully i have mac here well i, spo- I did, spoiler alert i have mac here who uh is much smarter and more diligent than me and he's gonna help me uh and us guide this into hopefully a productive conversation uh mac what's up with you dude yeah that going? was that was beautiful um Thanks. i'm mac as was said and i also spent a lot of my waking hours anger reading things on the internet and trying not to curl up in a ball i've been fortunate enough to like have people pay me to do that so that's cool <laughs> Max a pay pig. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Proud of it. yeah, I mean, I mostly write on like tech and politics and stuff, and a lot of like surveillance and security stuff. Mac, name um, drop your employer. Unless my, you don't want to, anyone to know who you are. Um, that's true. Like, what if it was like uh, the this is NSA? Cool. We'll keep it PG. <laughs> we won't get you fired. Um, right now I'm at Business Insider. Burr, 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 burr. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mac's legit, so you guys have to listen to us and respect our opinions because Mac has a, a real job in, in media. Yeah, and please don't dox me. Um, but yeah, pretty much just like into tech and stuff. And Jonah and I spend a lot of time talking about like issues that are in the news and issues that are like usually less straightforward than they appear. And, um, you know, the internet writ large is something that like is just the story of everything. And whether or not you are like super online or whether you're just like someone living your life, you can't really escape that anymore. Right, Jonah? Yeah, no, no, no. Deadass. I, I completely agree. I mean, I, and I think that's sort of uh, briefly, I guess, the, like what the reason for us doing this or the sort of the, the through line is that like basically anything that you want to talk about is colonized and sort of uh, infected with internet and tech discourse. So it's like, you know, uh, economics, just day culture, whatever large bins you want to place a, um, a, a given story in, it's all shot through with the fucking internet. So yeah. I think like, I, I think what we would like to do is sort of like touch on some of the main I don't know, uh, the big, the main lumps in the big cancerous blob that is the internet and see like, I don't know how they, how they relate to other things. Well, we like to, you know, maybe dish and dispense on, on those, on those matters. Um, and then maybe to the extent that we can, um, like sort of try to tie things back into uh, the historical precedents and, and where maybe some stuff has come too and that maybe be a little more research oriented and uh, maybe you'll learn a thing or two um <laughs> maybe and then maybe specifically mac who's more plugged into this type of stuff might tell you like a thing or two about what's what's coming down the pike and uh and what we can expect and of the techno feudal hell that awaits us all <laughs> Yeah, uh, isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a that's apt. I mean, and just like for some context, I mean, it's up in the air about what we're going to do on a daily basis because I think what we want to do is try to stay pretty close to like the big story of the day, whatever that means. Um and I think right now like later today we're going to be talking a lot about facial recognition. Yeah, so we also want to talk about uh, the intricacies of like what censorship means online and disinformation and all the things that have kind of been in the news lately. So um, it's going to be an interesting time for sure. Um, Jonah, before we start, I feel like we got to address like the orange elephant in the room or not in the room. <laughs> the f- the dang Cheeto. There was a dang Cheeto in the White House and now he's gone. He's just gone, folks. No, uh, yeah. I mean, okay. So what is today is uh, January 26th, 2021. And yeah, I mean, I, Mac, you and I were talking off mic like, Trump has been just the alpha and omega of all things media. Otherwise, like our parents, like you can't, there's no, he has, he is the specter that has been haunting the, the country and the world for the past four years and beyond. And now he's, he's literally just fucking gone. Um, you know, they wheeled Biden out and inaugurated his ass on that gigantic. Did you see the Bible that, did you watch the, the inauguration? huge Bible? Yeah, like it this. was huge and it had like metal clasps. <laughs> it looked like something like... Was it, it like Biden's personal Bible? Yeah, that's what they it? said. I was like, that looks like the Necronomicon or something. Like, is that... <laughs> it was like a reanimated, uh, like, yeah. I feel like such a contrast to Trump. I mean, I'm sure Trump had a Bible, but he should have had just like the New York Post or something. Or he like his like, book. Yeah, like yeah. his own... That would have been, been fucking sick if he did his own book. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, that was funny. But but yeah, I don't know. And I mean, th- well, this plays somewhat into what we're gonna talk about in part, because like Trump has just been this like all encompassing presence. I mean, I don't know about you, but like I feel like I even like ta- you know, it's like everyone had their Trump impression, right? You know, like to start off, you have one. Yeah, I mean, I you know, everyone's like, I don't, I'm not gonna do it. I, I'm not gonna do it on command like a like a monkey. Jonah, you need to do your Trump impression. Listen, folks, I'll do my Trump impression if I want to do it. All right, and many people. You know, many people are saying, you know, Jonas, it's the best. <laughs> Love it. But, but, you know, he's just like this all, you literally like, every, I don't know, just like a fucking, an omniscience, like this background roar of just right. Trump. And then he's fucking gone all of a sudden. Like, they banned him from Twitter, which, which is hilarious. Did it you was, ever think that was going to happen? I don't know. Not really. I mean, I figure not, but it's also a classic coward's move because they banned him in like the last two weeks of his administration where on, on the grounds of what, like, I guess what the riot he incited. Sure. But like, you know, he's been of like, they've been, they were doing that like half-assed, uh, like, uh, putting the little exclamation. Oh, excuse me. Like Trump would tweet like, uh, listen, I'm God. I was born uh, under the black sun in the year. Uh, in the year zero, ah, and then they'd be like, "Oh, this is disputed by several experts," and like, and then they decide, like, "Okay, now we have to ban him." Like, it's it's very transparently arbitrary. Yeah, I mean, there should be absolutely no applause for like deciding to do the thing literally two weeks before or a week yeah, before all this happened. I mean, come on, but I think it's yeah. I mean, um, it is interesting though because regardless of what you think about the whole like should companies like censor the president or like pe- take people offline which is like so, I think all so many should censor the president yeah you should censor them well back. pretty much all of them have it's kind of yeah, crazy they, got, like, they I, fucking got even, his ass even fucking like, like pinterest twi- <laughs> they, took off, they took him off twitch he's not allowed to be on twitch dude he can't do his di- his streams of uh of um leisure suit larry yeah. and uh <laughs> did you ever play that game no that was like it's like the one of the early like horny computer games where you like like or like play like there's just like chicks with like big titties mm. that hang out. Um, What's that like, game that's on like Pornhub and stuff where it's like I bet you can't come. It's like you know like Trump was playing that. Yeah, the, oh yeah, bed. for sure. Or like I could see Trump maybe he's like a New York real estate guy. I could see him doing like Sim City, Sim City three thousand okay. or something. I was a big fan of that. You have to. It's like zoning and shit. Okay. He might not have the attention span, but yeah, that sucks. I didn't know he was actually off Twitch, but um, yeah. Well, it's have to, it's all the more reason he's gonna have to you know start his own uh his own like uh parallel uh media empire you know trump tv yeah trump TV. uh but like it is interesting though because it's like you know you can have like many discussions about like what the role is of these companies to take people offline but just in like the couple weeks that he has been off and like also like facebook and twitter they took off like a bunch of QAnon groups a bunch of other yeah, related groups the long knives but there's like some data that's come out and it's like misinformation generally is like dropped by like 70 percent in that time and it's I'm like skeptical of that shit they're like because like what qualifies as misinformation i mean dude, right. like half the shit like I this is an old saw but like dude do you and i talk about it that's such an arbitrary thing because like all of the banging on that's been going on the last four years about russia gate shit mm-hmm. like trump's a russian agent is just like patently false misinformation bullshit like the Comey report comes out and they're like, yeah, literally, I don't know. Nothing, I don't know. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, okay, well, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I just think that, like, the notion of misinformation, sure, certainly some shit is just uh, ex- a false and a lie. 
but I think that's like a very loaded and freighted concept, and it yeah. usually is like one that's defined by like you know Russiagate liberal type people. Right. right? I mean, it isn't. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because like someone I forget who, but made this point before where you know they took Trump offline, they took a lot of the QAnon groups offline, but if the if the criteria for doing that is inciting violence or like spreading really harmful misinformation. Twitter and Facebook, they operate all around the world, right? They yeah. operate, they've helped fuel genocide in Myanmar. Yeah, they, exactly. they, there's people Myanmar. spreading horrible shit all over the place. So it's not, it's not so like politically like new, neutralized. Like there is definitely like whoever, and I think like one point that a lot of conservatives like to make is that like, oh, it's like the tech companies are run by a bunch of liberals and that's why they're doing this. But, but I think that's like pretty, and, and like you would know this best is that. That's just not true. Like, so Mark, yeah, Mark like, Zuckerberg they, is not, like, not, you know, like, he's not putting on, like, his blue-collar, like, fucking flag. It's very much, like, and someone made this point, that it's, like, in the U.S., yeah, we have, like, the, in... we have media companies and, like, private businesses who, like, are very not interested in, like, the whole Trump shit. And they're speaking loud enough, and, like, the companies are listening that it gets noticed. But I think, you know, that's not to say that, like, there's no role for, like for some intervention but it is just like it's interesting how it's like played out you know yeah i don't know yeah i totally agree i mean i think the fact is that like trump outlived his usefulness and a lot of people were like because he was like you know he was doing the right wing thing that is very convenient to a lot of people of just like deregulating and like cutting taxes and so forth like very run-of-the-mill republican shit and then but his unpredictability and uh just a general egotism and inanity i think was just made him a little bit of a loose cannon but i think the timing of this cannot be overstated because they were like right after he loses and there's now going to be a switch you know like biden's coming into power it's just like rats from a sinking ship like the moment he's a stuck pig they all fucking flee they're like all right you're banned fuck you uh we're good like hey guys we're good like hey Jack Dorsey, whatever, like, yeah, so, yeah, he's so bad, and we just couldn't do it anymore, and, like, run into the open arms of, you know, Biden or whomever. I mean, it just seems very cynical, and And I don't think you can ascribe anything to these dudes that isn't just pure cynical, like, uh, you know, just, like, a fucking weasel trying to chew its way out of a bag, you know? It also exists, like, in a context where most of those companies, Facebook in particular, it's like they're facing multiple antitrust suits right now, and, like, the microscope is on them. So it exists in a thing. I did, like, before yeah, we go... Yeah, what's up with the um, antitrust shit? I mean, did that come from the Trump administration? So it's been, like, from what I understand of it, is, like, the antitrust, like, fervor has been, like... A, it's been brewing for a long time. Trump was like happened to be in the right place at the right time, and there's sort of it's it's it can be somewhat misleading if like because a lot of like look we're talking about the Trump era and like the way that like Trump consumes all of our information and like sort of like is like the narrative with which we the lens with which we look through things. Yeah, it can because the Trump administration was very interested in antitrust. It can what for, was it? Yes, it's like the. The main one it's of the main suits that's going against Facebook right now was brought by his DOJ. Um, yeah, and see, that's what I yeah. But I was interested, like, or I was curious, like, <laughs> what? So who's the who's who was his? So the Attorney General, the Attorney General, yeah, William Barr. William. Oh, okay, so to yeah. lay it out like more specifically, right now Facebook has two antitrust suits that just got merged into one. One was from the DOJ um, under Trump's DOJ. 
and the other one was filed by 48 attorneys generals from different states. Now, they're around sort of separate things, but what they converge on is usually antitrust in the U.S., like the way that it's been framed is that if it, so the way you determine something's a monopoly power is like if they're doing consumer harm, which means that like they're driving prices up. So it's like back in the days of like Standard Oil, Standard Oil had a monopoly, yeah, so that like you ended up paying like way exorbitant rates because no one else could challenge them. That's mm-hmm. not the case with like Facebook and these other places because their products are free, right? Quote free. I'm using air quotes. Yeah. These antitrust suits, what they both sort of converge on is they're reimagining what consumer harm is to say that like rather than there being a price discrepancy. They're saying that Facebook, um, it's a privacy issue where it's that like Facebook, when it first came into prominent in the MySpace days and stuff, there were a bunch of different social media outlets offering different levels of like privacy. And at the time, Facebook actually was like really into privacy. That was like their sticking point. But as they grew and as they bought other companies and as they got like market dominance, they no longer had to like do that. And like their, their business model based off growth was about specifically about surveilling people and like gathering their data. <laughs> They're like, yeah, that whole privacy thing. We turned turns out we were supposed to be doing the opposite. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Well, yeah, we got, actually, we, yeah, we had it backwards. We were supposed to be doing no privacy. We were doing pretty all much. Privacy. And so now, like these, Classic where these suits, what these suits are trying to do, from what I understand it, is like they're trying to establish that like if there was a competitor that could, you know, like go bat to bat with facebook then people would have more options for like not having to like you know be a hundred percent surveilled by these companies so what so they can be surveilled piecemeal by like several different well that's you know that's like what would that be like what okay because like you can go on like fucking gab or whatever if you want i don't don't know this just seems sort of yeah i think the problem is with gab and like like very, very small bore sort of yeah i mean there's the thing is though is that like it, you, we don't really have a good test case because, like, you have Gab and you have Parler, but these are things that are like they're no, they're not even in the same hemisphere as like as a Facebook because there's Facebook has like really benefited from like a network effect where it's like people bring other people to it, and so it's right. like an exponential I mean, it's a growth. world bestriding Colossus at this point, so there is like there in that just like shuts out. It just blo- blots out the sun for yeah. anyone else trying to grow you have a facebook i have a facebook everyone listening probably has a facebook but i think what it's like a really broad brush but what's telling is that like i use instagram right like i, I look at instagram every day mm-hmm. and like i think there's some merit to it even though it's bad it's facebook owned people use whatsapp all the time facebook owned facebook for except if you're like kind of like older like parents and stuff is just not really it's not really present in your life but it is just something that everyone has it's like a tax on your social life <laughs> yeah oh that yeah and like <laughs> yeah, and you can't get really rid is. you can't fucking you can't get, get rid, rid of it, of it. Yeah. but you can't get rid of it are we good i just knocked over yeah. some shit yeah but I you can't get rid of it but like you have to have it and i think that like that you know so if perverse. there's yeah. if there's any way to measure like there there's something, something very gross about fucked that up that's <laughs> yeah. it but i think the last thing i want to say in the interesting is that um because you, you were mentioning it earlier, in the era of like where Trump dictates all of our logic, it can be somewhat confusing because um, some people will look at it as like, oh, Trump is against, is into antitrust, so antitrust must be bad. Where it's like, there's actually Jeez. been like a, a broken very... clock is right twice a day. I mean, and <laughs> right. Trump is right, I think, even more than that occasionally, right. just because he's like an erratic uh, dipshit who has like 
an oppositionally defiant stance to a lot of like the like uh, establishment people who are like here's how shit works and frankly how shit works is like vile and horrible in many many ways be it a democrat or a republican sure. at the lever and while trump is himself like a fucking odious human being and a, and a, uh has clearly right wing uh uh sympathies and is just like has done un- innumerable horrible things in office like i think the his like tr- his instinct to just sort of buck what it, people are te- tell him to do has resulted accidentally it's not like he is like coming from this from a place of pure heartedness but yeah. has resulted in some good shit yeah. well, I mean, I th- it's like yeah. you have to acknowledge that i don't disagree with that especially when it comes like military stuff and things like that but i think with the antitrust it, it is like a, giving him a little bit too much credit because what's yeah i mean you can't what's give like, too much credit what's interesting is that Personally. you know for not like lawyers and like people that are like that this is their jobs looking at antitrust but in the general parlance like ted cruz and like other like gop senators Literal when reptile. they're when they're what they're advocating for antitrust it, it really does boil down to is like they believe that tech companies are like silencing conservatives like that's their base of thought whereas so like cynical yeah yeah <laughs> whereas like on the other end like like cards on the table like why i'm interested in antitrust and like what a lot of the lawmakers really interested in it are is that like this represents a situation where a company has like unchecked power over like accountable governments they are fucking right. completely unaccountable dude fa- facebook in particular and amazon certainly they are not beholden to the state or certainly any of the 50 states i mean they swing they can just fucking they can snap their fingers i mean like in in a number a great example of this and we should move on but like when amazon was looking for their plant or they were going to do their hq2 or whatever yeah just these just obsequious like uh pleading and plaintive wailing by all these like state governments and cities who were just like offering to give them these massive tax breaks to come and just to come and like give them the their their uh you know the jobs it's i mean it's like so clear where the the balance of power is i mean yeah if you're looking for like really tangible things too and like a lot of this is like not tangible but if you are looking for that it's like apple for example which is like really not as bad in some ways compared to some of these other companies but it's a good apple stays in reference for now i mean there's a whole conversation they're they're biting their time but like for i just saw the statistic the other day is like last like in a single quarter last year apple brought in like 27 billion dollars like if you're looking for like is this as powerful as a company as a as a country like how many like there's a lot of countries that don't bring in 27 billion dollars a year you know what i mean and so like these companies are extremely powerful and like you know have especially in the case of facebook and others like they've shown no real like you know, we fucking botched it, but we tried to give a mission statement at the beginning of this. Facebook <laughs> ha- has a trillion dollars, and they don't even give a fuck about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's it's true. Like, <laughs> just like, yeah, we're just like out here, like you can <laughs> look at memes and we'll turn your uncle into a like a, a, a schizoid personality type maniac. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, true. It, I, and that's just what we do. But but I guess like, and then we should move on to our main topic. But like, I feel like it's not like sadness isn't the right word. But I feel like there's something lost with like Trump being gone. You know what I mean? It's like I, it's dude, like some there's part like a sucking void where he used to be. I mean, for one, you have to admit he is literally funny. He's I mean, so he was funny. fucking funny. I don't mean yeah. I don't mean funny like 
not good funny you know what i mean but you can, like no you can laugh at him and he was funny and he made me laugh like no other president i mean it's horrible and like yes like causing a lot of misery and pain for a lot of people but like I mean, people often say this too, like, you know, Mussolini and Hitler were jokes. Like, they were considered buffoons and right. idiots. Like, people didn't take them seriously and people laughed at them because they're literally funny. But there's so many just like, I don't know, Trump is just this like perfect American golem of just like self absorption and like fast food consumption. And Do you just, remember when he filled the White House with like, it was like 400 like Big Macs and like yes, different that's shit? That's the best photo of his that entire photo, presidency. It sums up where he's just everything. presiding over it. It's very Kubrickian. It's very, it's amazing. <laughs> Maybe we can post that. Uh, yeah, we sh- that should be the, 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 the image. In yeah. any case, well, that's a good segue because, well, I mean, one of the things we wanted to, or one of the main, like, t- things we wanted to talk about today was, um, I mean, I guess it's been two weeks now since the, the riot at Capitol Hill. Excuse me, Jonah, that wasn't a protest? No, it wasn't a, I mean, whatever, yeah, it was, yeah, you know, whatever you want to, insurrection. Is that, uh, people are very concerned about, you know, yeah, The language, like, how we choose the language right is super interesting. I, I, I tend, it was a I tend to say riot. It turned um, into a riot. Yeah. I, I, I think that's fair to say, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, which Trump uh, pretty clearly incited, I think. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 if, I don't know. If we want to do a quick take on it two weeks late. I, yeah. Well, it's not going anywhere is the thing. You it's know not. I mean? And it is like a taboo that has been broken. And, like, I feel like with these types of things, like, once they're broken, they don't, like, go. They remain broken. I, like, it's like you break the seal, like, and then that's just, like, a thing. Once it's happened once, it's just like a thing that can happen. I.e., like, um, but physically occupying government, and in a way, like, and I think, like, I I consider myself sort of a leftist, and a lot of leftists, I think, have this weird position of being like, yes, like, good, like, the notion of like a popular group occupying the Capitol building. Like, right. if you had just told me that with no details, like a year ago, I would be like hell yeah like that's such good news turns out it's a bunch of like exurban boat like ski do dealership owners right-wing maniacs so like their reasons are wrong and their politics are terrible but in a way like isn't that i, I feel like that's what we need this type of like uh, uh, sort of popular insurgency especially in the context of covid and how bad everything is the fact that people are fucking starving and being evicted and dying I mean, this is what you would expect to happen. And this is what in most other countries, like a lot yeah. of countries, they have protest movement. It just sucks that this one is like literally <coughs> captive to just like, yeah, Trump, sycophantic psychos and QAnon. Yeah, delu- I think like maniac. Yeah, I mean, one thing that was interesting to me is like we've known about like QAnon stuff and like QAnon adjacent conspiracy things for like a long time. Like you and I have talked about it and occasionally you'll see like um, some dude waving a banner at like a, a rally or something. But I think like, and it was probably just my ignorance when I saw like in live time, like just like the imagery and like the shit people were saying, like at those, at the insurrection or riot, whatever you want to call it. I, it was like a, a very like, earth shattering <laughs> Ray's just sucking himself oh. up on my <laughs> yeah occasionally you guys Sorry. are gonna hear uh, my dog who's like he's Pleasuring a sweetheart himself. but he's yeah he likes to lick yeah sorry um, go ahead man but yeah no it's just like i don't know i i, I know i i'm i'm aware that like you were you're talking about like and because i sympathize with that too it's like you you want to see like want to see people like 
being politically active in like a real way, right? Where it's and like they're like, shown fuck you and being appropriately pissed at how just cr- like negligent and callous our government has been over the course. I mean, for years, but especially over the course of this pandemic, like people are fucked. Like people and giving right. telling people like, oh, you can't. You, your your business has to close down, but we're not going to really help you. And right. you know, there's just so much I guess people my- are being put into an impossible position. It just sucks that it's like coming from a place that's completely absent of like class analysis, and instead comes from a place of like uh, there are like uh, cannibal pedophiles, right. which, I mean, some of them probably are, but it's it's right. not it's not the right approach. I guess that's my thing, right? Is that like I and you know I don't I I'm constantly torn between this thing of like how many of those people like have like their own like real grievances but like they're using the cue and like the conspiracy stuff as like an aesthetic with which to present themselves i see i'm like that sort of makes sense to me but like i i'm a believer now that it's like a lot of those people like hearing the interviews and all this it's like this is something different where it's like these these people fucking believe this shit like about the the deep yeah, web of the no, conspiracy and i think that like place it somewhere the psychic dislocation of like i'm supposed to be living in america and getting having all these like benefits accrued to me and yet i have a feeling that like things are getting worse and like opportunities are getting worse and i'm seeing like even if it's not happening to me like my i'm seeing other people like maybe who work for me or whatever just like on drugs like dying on ods and shit i mean there's you can point to all the morbid statistics right and I think people see their own guy in power. Like, if you're a liberal, if you're a Republican, you see Donald Trump in power, who's supposed to be your guy, and not changing anything. And you have to come up with something that accounts for that. Like, how do you account for the fact that your dude is the your guy is at is at the helm, and not and things are con- continuing to get worse and right. not better? What's the di- oh? Because he's actually there's like a secret deep state cabal that's. Uh, you know, retarding any progress he could make, and he's actually secretly he's fighting them in the, in the shadows, and you know what I mean. I think right. it's just like a classic sort of, or it's just like def, I don't know, defer deference, some, something something along those lines. I mean, I don't know. It seems it seems very very quasi religious, like the it way is, I look at it. It is that's so true, and like I, and in that realm of it, it's like that's where it is like interesting to me because it's like if you really do buy into like into all the narratives and like we don't have to discuss them but like of all these different conspiracy theories and like i hate like that you the term conspiracy theory has been like so bastardized because everything's a conspiracy theory now but this is and like a lot the of them cute... have just been born out to sure be true. but i think <laughs> when we're when i'm using it to like really talk about yeah, like this like deep fucking like this is clearly crazy shit man like and yeah, like we yeah, can yeah, disagree yeah. but it's clearly crazy shit but if you really really believe it all the way through then it's like it would be irrational for you not to storm the Capitol. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, exactly. Same with like Pizzagate. Like if right. you thought, I don't. If you know, like if I don't know, it, listeners, you know, there was the whole thing with Comet Pizza where there was like people on the internet thought that like they were holding children in cages below this pizza restaurant in DC for like horrible satanic sacrifices, and some fucking guy who, by all accounts, was like a nice dude. And like people near him and near to him were like he was like a sweet guy. It wasn't like a, a like a violent maniac. He like drove cross country to this restaurant and like came in with a gun and like popped off a shot and was like release the children. And it's like clearly he was like there were no children in that particular basement, but 
You know, if you actually thought that, yeah. that's what you should do. What was crazy right? with that case is that, like, <laughs> what, from what I read, it's, like, after he did that and he saw there weren't children there, he gave up. And, like, he gave up and gave himself up to the police because he was just, like, like oh, oh shit, like, this this isn't, like, I've he, it all, it took that to for him to realize, like, oh, I've been, like, lied to. I guess my worry is that, like, with this, and, like, we've seen it, right, that Trump is gone, right, it didn't work out. But like this shit's not going anywhere, and there's no. no. I don't. I'm. I'm just worried that like there's just literally there's a certain amount of people, and I don't know what percentage it is, but there's never going to be any sort of type of thing or evidence that's going to stop. No, this certainly not. I agree. Through. I mean, I think some will peel off and give up and just like move on to the next thing, but uh, there's definitely a lot of people. I mean, it's like you know, you know, it's like the Millerites, which is like a set a religious sect. I think in the 19th century who had there was like a millennial uh, like a millennia millenarian religious sect they were like the world's ending and then there was a specific date and the guy the leader like you know was like this is the date it's happening let's go rapture is is uh you know is around the corner and then it just didn't happen and instead of being uh disabused of their um faith they just you double down Right. And that's been t- tr- shown to be true time and time again. It's like when people are proven wrong about something that they've put so much of themselves into, you don't just uh, go, oh, shit, okay, well, I guess I was wrong and I need to reflect. You just double down. You're like, no, uh, you know, the, the reason it was wrong is because, like, I, did, I read the signs incorrectly. Right. So I do think there's a huge number of Q people who are just going to, yeah, who are there to stay. And I think Q is here to stay. Yeah. You, you mentioned something before that I think, you kind of predicted this and like it's so much more relevant now you were saying after the original election results that like he was going to be the future of like the republican party and like that seems more and more like going to be true i think it is dude i i predict a third party whether it, 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 it exists formally as a third party or not like there will there is like the old rump republican like never trump republicans who statistically speaking don't exist because like all Republicans fucking love Trump like across the board. Yeah. Um, but they still hold like this very small number of people still hold power in the halls of, uh, you know, Washington and Georgetown and, uh, the upper East side and shit. Um, and podcasts and on pot. Oh, it was very much so. And then the editorial page of the wall street journal and, and so forth. Um, but like, you know, now you have like that girl, the like Lauren Boebert. Do you remember the, the Lauren Boebert lady who's like, I'm gonna carry my Glock into Congress? And I don't remember this one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was newly elected House member, and she's a she like was sort of. Wasn't she kicked off of Twitter recently? Taylor like, Marjorie Green is another woman. I don't know, perhaps. But in any case, yeah, the QAnon thing is here to stay, and it's only gonna continue to fester. I mean. Uh, because at the end of the day people need a means of explaining the fact that like the shit is bad and getting worse and like it doesn't matter who's in power because it's like nothing is really you know it's like right. there's supposed to be like someone who has your interest at stake and yet it's just like a, a terminal slide yeah um in many ways and i think one of the ways we should talk about now is surveillance Mm-hmm. Something that I think we maybe have different points of view about in 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 a nuanced fashion, but it's certainly true that uh, we're being uh, surveilled at an alarming clip. Um, and one of the new uh, 
one of the uh, you know new little technologies that's being trotted out um rec- i mean not even that recently it's been a thing for many years but i think it's becoming more um apropos especially in light of the capital riot is facial recognition as a means right. of a and and i remember like i remember being reading watching some like fucking vice clip where it's just like in in china if you jaywalk xi jinping will see your face <laughs> on his ipad and order you killed uh, before you've even uh recognized that yeah. you're dead and everyone's like damn china's fucked up and then but now of course like of course you know, all you of use these... it every time to unlock your iPhone. Well, that is like hilarious, that. of course. Yeah. I mean, the way we just like w- herd ourselves into the slaughterhouse uh, for uh, for the sake of convenience. But yeah, it's funny. I mean, apparently, I don't know. I don't. I haven't been following this as closely. I don't think. But like, all of these yokels, and uh, I mean, they're really not. Some of them are yokels, maybe. But a lot of them, like we mentioned, the Capitol Hill rioters own like fucking a Hyundai dealership or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. And probably make more money than you or I will ever make put, uh, you know, put together. But they're getting they're getting ra- they're getting rounded up because they've they've crossed the line this time. You know, they right. they've been they were warned, and now they're gonna get a swat up. They're gonna get a rolled up newspaper on the nose. And facial recognition is is how is how a lot of this shit is happening. I mean, so what so what's the deal like? How what what's the what's the sort of how much is it playing into the rounding up of of our of our sans culottes of uh of the of the Capitol building. Right. Mac, well, I don't really know. Like you mentioned, and just to back up a little bit, right, is like, yeah, facial recognition is not new. It's been like around in some varying fashion since like the nineties. But really in the last like I would say like five plus years. Like really it's, since the nineties? Yeah, know. like in really, really like, like basic rudimentary forms. Terms, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't till you know, there's a there's a big through line here of like how it's developed, but um the big the big underlying thing as I see it is like there's just like so much more data now and like about everything, right? Like even ev- in terms of the number of CCTV cameras, like these people that like their ring doorbells and shit. Right. I mean, there's just so much more like crisp HD video of just of so much more square footage of the of the country that has like several angles of crisp HD video pointed at it. <laughs> 24 7 right and so basically like really generically right like facial recognition works by like some camera whatever it is like on your phone ctv whatever it is it'll scan an image of you and then it'll run it against like a database of like other images and see if it can like detect you and that's been around for a long time and like really the big text one of the big tech stories of like 2019 and 2020 was like a backlash against that because like um you know, there's a lot of research that's come out to say that it's really inaccurate at identifying non-white people because, like, most of the data that it's trained on is from, like, universities and from, like, places where, like, the subjects were typically white. And so there was a lot of backlash against that from, like, a lot of different groups. But it's interesting because when the Capitol Hill riots happened, um, one big part of it which anyone has noticed is that they were extremely online like every single person was like streaming it every single person was posting instagram there was no like people wanted to be seen right and yeah because i think a lot of people thought that like trump was like they were taking part in like uh they were on the right side of history like trump was like riding behind them on his on like a on a shining steed like gandalf and like (laughs) at the end of the day when once all the blood had been spilled, like they were gonna have wrested the government back from the pedophiles, but Trump was just like, 
went home and watched on TV. Yeah, and, just and left the and left them twisting in the wind. It was in Florida, but like, but pretty much, um, yeah. Like as of now, this will probably be different by the time this comes out. But there's been over 400 people that have been arrested, um, that were like taking part in the riots in some some fashion. It's unclear how many of those people were identified through facial recognition, but we know that there's a good amount of them, right? There's um, information that like uh, some police in Alabama were identifying people from their state who were in involved in the riots through um, facial recognition. The FBI was using it, like a bunch of private companies are using it. And why I think it's interesting, right, is like a lot of those voices that for years have been banging the drum that we shouldn't be surveilling people with facial recognition because it's unjust and inaccurate and unethical were a little bit less they were quiet when it came to like the bad rioters that were there. And in fact, like as we've seen yeah, totally. in the last couple of weeks, it's been like, it's almost become like a meme of people on the internet doing it themselves where oh they like God, go yeah, and like, just they're like, like call monitors, like yeah. Tattleton. I mean, granted these people, I don't have a, I don't weep a shed a single tear for any of these fucks who get uh, arrested or fired for having done this, uh, little, uh, you know, uh, off a cuff insurrection but it is really gross because you see how instrumentalized all of this is for a lot of like liberals who claim like uh, this summer who just this summer were saying oh ac a cab fuck the police like abolish police and now and then are now like adding the fbi on twitter yeah. to be like oh this is a this guy uh, works at a, a jersey mike's in a you know, Terre Haute, Indiana, please fire him. It's just like, okay, well, I feel like you have to sort of resolve your position. Like, are, are, should people be brought, you know, should the fucking, the mailed glove of the state be brought down on people? And should the book be thrown at people? Um, you know, uh, or not? Right. Like, I guess the, certainly some, cr- like, a lot of black people and a lot of the people um who were like a certainly black and people of color in this country who were made up the backbone of the BLM protests this summer how were being have a much different experience with the police and many of them have been harassed and arrested and killed for effectively nothing at all right and that is different from like actually doing a a a, ho- <laughs> a blatant crime like most of these people did right but i think to your point it does it does it it is sort of telling that a lot of people are like you know want to abolish the police and abolish prisons so they say but then they're very happy to have it that same state power wielded against you know people who you know are are of a, of a different political tack than right that. well the great irony of it too right is that like during the blm protest is like whatever your opinion is of it like there were multiple people who were tracked down and arrested based off of facial recognition Absolutely, data. Yeah. I'm and sure a lot. You yeah. know, it's not it's not a hypothetical to say that's like, you know, I don't think this is the right way of analysis, but this is a way of analysis that a lot of people use is that like you shouldn't use facial recognition on the rioters because like then that's going to open the door for people to to surveil like other people who like maybe share your political affiliation. That's not my analysis, but it is just true. Like that, that already has 100%, happened. Especially and when you consider, when you consider that, like, okay, if you're gonna open up the floodgates for this type of technology and the precedent, like a Patriot Act style, exactly. Like, okay, who, who, 
who are you putting that uh, I, look like i know you 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 retain a more um can like an aloof stance to political affiliation i feel like which i respect a lot but like i i, I would say i'm very in the can for you know the uh, left wing um socialist uh politics like i i'm i i consider myself a partisan of that worldview and therefore that's how i see the world and i i agree that like you can't why would you be vesting the state with more power when the state is is comprised of effectively right-wing elements i mean right. there isn't we don't have like a left we don't have people that are sympathetic to like if you're like a bernie supporter or you you know think of yourself as a police or a prison abolitionist there's no one in fucking government who shares their point of view right and so vesting them with more power to surveil and curtail people and and uh imprison people is a fucking bad idea even if you think this time it's going to be uh levied against the chuds right that's insanely short-sighted I mean, and we saw, I remember during the Yellow Vest protests in France mm-hmm. uh, last year or the year before, like, they I, they created a, a state of emergency in Paris, and uh, the w- immediately under the auspices of that, the re- like, there was a raid on this environmental, uh, like, activist group's headquarters, and, like, several people were arrested. So it's just, like, it's all going to be a fig leaf for right. just pursuing the same policies of yeah you know eliminating anyone who is a threat and yeah there probably would be some militia guys and nazis who get swept up and go to jail and like that would be i wouldn't be upset about that at all but like you know what 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 it's not going to work out in your fucking favor right. well i think there's a couple things going on right where it's like one like it just shows how myopic our view of history is where it's like you mentioned the patriot act and like this is just like so similar in that way where it's like anytime you have people active like actively supporting the same thing that like the the big honchos of like the nsa and like the surveillance state are activating for that should be a red flag but two it's like one thing that i've always like brought up in other conversations about tracking people with facial recognition is that you don't really need to use it right where it's like this yeah, part of the exactly. thing with like, like this being so <laughs> online with all these is that you can if it just a little bit of work and a little bit of time policing you can find all of these Do people some, without yeah, opening the, the Pandora's box, as it were. Shoe leather policing, you know. Oh, that's dead. It's all pound palantir now. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you know, I I want to have cops in trench coats showing up, leaning against my door frame when I and when I'm taking the garbage out and saying like flashing a badge to me, and being, hey, can I come in? And I was eat, and then right. uh, you know, sort of sl- coolly <laughs> intimidating me while I lose my nerve. Um, and try to jump out the window. Let's bring back the fingernail pulls. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I have nothing to hide. I've never done anything wrong in my life. So I, um, you know, anyone don't, don't, don't worry about me. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because like the, it, it one hard thing I've always found hard when writing about like facial recognition or other surveillance tech is that it can feel very, like, distant and, like, not some... And right, you're like, we, I haven't done anything, yeah. Exactly. I, like, if you have nothing to hide... That was a big argument during the Snowden days, right? When Snowden first, like, revealed, like, a lot of the mass spying going on in the NSA was a lot of the people in, like, close to government were saying, you don't have to worry if you have nothing to hide. But, this, all, but the, uh, the flip side of that, of course, is that that means you then 
are put in a position where if you ever wanted to be to then do something that right. you would have to hide, you can't do it. Exactly. I.e. like, you know, if shit got even worse than it is now and you were like, Time, I got to hit the streets and like I have to do civil disobedience or, or, or something else. You already know that you have the fucking, you know, you're they've got you hemmed in and you're fucked. So yeah. it's like. Whether or not you're doing crimes right now, it means like if you accept this, then that means that like when it were anything to change and you would want to do something that isn't condoned by the state, you have no opportunity to because you already gave away all your fucking agency. Right. Well, there's a problem of like normalizing this type of thing too, right? Where it's like, it does, I can see an argument being made where it's like, if you're going to go and do something political or otherwise, that's like, you're going to break laws to do it, then, like, there can be an argument to be said that's, like, you know, have the balls to, like, go face the penalties if there are some worth facing penalties. Uh, yeah. But part of the problem Fuck is that, I mean, is that you... like, these things don't have a shelf life, right? It's, like, by by prosecuting certain people for this now, the images that are being used are not going anywhere. They're still online. The databases are getting larger, and it's a, there's no... There's no legislation right now that's really actively preventing people from using this for any other number of crimes. And like the more that we normalize it, the more likely it is that like we that's gonna be used for. We need things. to normalize doing crimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> well then, yeah, that's another another option. <laughs> okay, so Mac, let it, help me like bring this home a little bit. I, I'm an ignoramus about the, these things, broadly speaking. Um, how widespread is it? Like, do we? Is it really being used very? Very commonly, I mean, who is levying this? Like, is it a private thing? Is it cops? I mean, there's something about right? Right. Well, so here's one thing that's interesting um, about this whole sort of dynamic is that, like, unlike other sort of, um, I guess we can loosely call it like forensic type of um, data and evidence, like finger finger fingerprint scans or like you know dna scans and stuff facial recognition wasn't something that was like really started in like law enforcement this was something that was like starting universities and law enforcement were early adopters of it but it's been used by ibm facebook google all the big tech companies for a long time and for the most part like that's where it kind of lived but recently there's been like several key developments that have made it more accessible one was that like a couple years ago amazon uh, create its facial recognition system called like recognition with a K. It's like Project Revolution ah. with Lincoln Park, but like yeah, it's really <laughs> fucking yeah. dumb. Recognition. Well, anything you, anytime you replace a C for a K, it just always brings Nazi shit to mind <laughs> yeah, too, though. It's, it's just true. a very weird choice. Yeah. Okay. Well, that but, makes me feel good. I but guess. yeah, and and why it was interesting though is because like it, it it recognition is like anyone can use it, right? The DHS uses it. A lot of law enforcement use it. Because it's very cheap. Like, if you have a company and, like, let's say, I'm trying to think of a non, like, sinister use case of facial recognition, but let's say you want to, like, <laughs> yeah, hard you want to, you want to, like, um, I don't know, like, create something to unlock doors for your, like, your, the people that work in your business. Yeah, sure. Um, you could use recognition to do that, right? To, like, scan people's faces. Yeah, yeah. And what that sort of did along, so that happened and also we've had this explosion in like data where people like, because so many more people are using Instagram, TikTok, any number of like services where you're just like, you are like putting in data all the time and putting in images of yourself all the time. The cost and barrier of entry right. for surveillance companies 
has become like way lower. So yeah, you because we're doing our yeah, we're doing the work for them. Pretty much, and it's like you know, it's not like it is so you can't really hold you or I or anyone else accountable for no, this type no, of shit. No. But it is true that it's like we're all just we are like we're pigs. contributing it to it. Mi- we're all rats in the maze. <laughs> yeah, as a but so Billy Corgan said. You mentioned Clearview, right? Clearview is yeah, like the biggest, so- the biggest like proponent of this, at least like in the news media, because essentially in like very general strikes, they're a private startup company that um, they're a facial recognition firm, but how they gathered all their data was by scraping publicly available images and they gathered something like over 3 billion images and it's all off of public images on Facebook, public images off of Instagram and the like that you, when you upload them, um, when you upload them, quote, consented Mm. because, because they're public. Fuel their system and it's like pretty cheap. So, wait, so they're a private and company, no and they like they contract out facial recognition service to whomever. Is that essentially? To whoever's a bidder. And so like who who uses it now? Well, right now it's like I think police the agencies. running number is like over five hundred police okay. agencies in the U.S. Um, and they are just one company amongst yeah. many, right? There's a whole lot of people, and it's not just companies, right? There's like we one thing we saw during like the riots was um this like white hat hacker it's like kind of like ethical hackers <laughs> what they call themselves cool like they um started a website where they were using facial recognition to essentially diy out like a bunch of the yeah see this is funny riots. to me because I, I remember i saw some of this on twitter where like people were like deconstructing some guys who were in the capital and some guy had a had a hand tattoo that uh they were like uh is this this guy is this guy a and i remember watching seeing a thread where it's just like Look, nothing. Some guy, uh, Matthew Heimbach, I think is his name. He's like a Nazi, like a full-on avowed open neo-Nazi guy. And they're like, this is him. And it's just like, you could just like see the picture. And it's like, it's not really him. It's just like another fat white guy with a beard. And then there was like guy had a hand tattoo. And they were like, this is, a, this is like a, some a Nordic neo-Nazi symbol. And it was literally this, the symbol from the video game Dishonored. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And it was just like, which I guess just goes to show like, I mean, I guess the point is just like all these internet sleuths who are just like have no fucking idea what they're doing. Right. I don't know. Well, it's a, it's just like it truly is like to use a tired term, it's like Wild West, and it's like there's no fucking rules, there's no regulations, there's like like so many things involving tech. It's like it evolves so fast, and it yeah, evolves way before, before anyone, anyone knows how to do. It, yeah, that we're we're like I don't want to be too pessimistic on this, but like we're so fucked, and it's like. We're we're trying to like we're trying to figure out as we go, but like I'm curious, you know, just like what I'm so sucked into this all the time, and so like I have a bias where it's like I very much subscribe to like the EFF and like ACLU view of this, which is that like this is sort of facial recognition technology. We need to like kind of put uh, put the brakes on until like we've dis- established what the rules and guidelines are. Like what? What do you think about this? Just as someone like going through your life, I am. I always do say that I'm just a dude and I'm guy living life, living <laughs> life to the fullest. You know, uh, by which I mean I I don't leave my house and I chill all day. Um, I usually wake up at about ten thirty or eleven. So this stuff is really important to me. Um, no, 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 I mean, fuck, I don't know. I mean, I. 
part of it just seems so beyond like it seems like a fight that if we were gonna fight it it should have been fought 10 years ago and it's just gone it's gone it's like when your dog it's like when your dog gets out and you're like he's just like you see him tearing down the road and you're like all right he's just gonna come back when he wants to i'm not gonna fucking catch him (laughs) like that's sort of how it feels to me and i and i feel like the also like anything that's gonna change i mean it's bad but it's like it's a tool in the hands of people of of of, you know company corporations and 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 government i think and police uh to better subdue and control people and i am not at at all in favor of that but i feel like any wedge we have that's gonna change things and like move the fucking ball on anything is going to come not from these like boot- I, not it's not a boutique concern because it affects everyone but like most people are just like i don't fucking care like oh they're taking my picture like i don't care i i want i'm just trying to live and work you know what i mean like and like i want what i want is like money <laughs> or like health care things like this and i think you have to start at the broadest base. Like, you have, what is the largest, widest swath cross section? I mean, to change anything. And for me, it's like, you know, it has to come from like the working class movement. And it ha- that is, you're only gonna, you're only gonna motivate people that way by appealing to them at just like the most basic level. Because I think if you try, you try to get people riled up about like facial recognition, I think they'll be like, yeah, that's fucked up. But like, of course, like, you know, everyone's used to seeing cameras everywhere and like right. they know that their apps like take all their data and shit i mean yeah. we're just inured to it you know what i mean so my position is like it's bad but like if you run if you want to scream and shout about it like you're not wrong but like you're not gonna i don't see how that is ever gonna be really effective i mean right unless you get people animated in like a large and like in a enough to change things in like a single as a single because it all comes like why are why why is surveillance why are, why, why, is like, why are we being surveilled and um and and uh hemmed in more and more and more and i think it's because like uh it's it's been clear to people that like things are getting sort of worse in a lot of respects i mean that's why we have the capital riots that's why i think trump was elected in, in large degree people are feeling the squeeze more and more same with Black Lives Matter. I mean, the the temperature is just being raised, and I think were that not the case, right. if everyone was like able to live a happy, decent life with dignity, there wouldn't be this press to, you know, to to surveil and curtail people, right. because there wouldn't be such a worry that people are going to get restive and try to fuck shit up. Yeah. So I sympathize a lot with that, but, like, just tying it into the facial recognition specifically is, like, you know, if one in a spectrum is that this is kind of futile and hopeless, wondering just is how much do people actually really know? Because that was one thing that really bothered me about the Capitol Hill riots was in the last several years, like, you have seen a lot of movement in terms of, like, people caring about facial recognition and other surveillance tech and just data privacy in general, and, like, actual things happening. Like, for example, like, four cities have to some extent, like, banned facial yeah. recognition in, like, public utilities in, like, in the last couple of years. So there's, like, 
you know, in, in if you're taking that argument, I can see. I think it's so low on the list. Really, of people's people have so many concerns and like. Sure. It's not to say it doesn't matter, I, but like I just think you ask that random person on the street, they're like, "Yeah, that sucks," but like, who, whatever. Maybe, but I and like I I understand there's like a lot of concerns, but I think people like one, you know, people have had like there's like things that um are universal truths about just like living life, which is like shelter and like money and like family structure and life like that. But there's also like new issues that happen based off of like technology yeah, that, ha- that we, we cure and like facial recognition would have never existed like 30 years ago as something to be, ca- be caring about but you know as part of this podcast and like so many other things like our sense of existence is changing rapidly due to like our interaction with the internet and i think that's like that is something that like facial recognition i'm skeptical that like the people who don't care at all how much information they really have because i think that like if you had more time to really explain why it's bad you would see more action which is thing. why we like, saw i agree i think if you really laid it out for most people they would be appalled and like but most people it's like people don't have the time to care to to learn and care about these things and i also think a lot of the times and this is the thing this is like the main crux with a lot of the surveillance shit and why it's hard to get people to care about it is because most people are like yeah i'm not doing anything that like wrong and like this doesn't affect my daily life in the way that like rent and healthcare and like my shitty job do. So I think it's like people have a lot of concerns, and this just feels like it's like uh, sort of academic at, at the end of the day. Sure. Even though I mean it has obviously many real world implications, but I don't know. It's, I feel like it's hard to move people on. You know what I mean? I think it, it yeah. if it's not part of a, like a larger suite of things that touch people more closely. Yeah, I think on something like this, right, you need to have activists who are, like, who, like, really, it's their job to, like, do this. And I think the EFF and a couple other groups, What's the like, EFF? Access Now, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, nice. they d- they're they kind of, like, the leader of, like, most of, like, the, they're, like, the old ACLU, but specifically for digital cool. rights type of shit. Um, and they do a lot of work on this, and a bunch of other places do, too. And I think that like you're gonna have to have a lot of people like that leading the charge more so than, than um, you know, the everyday person. And there's there's you know I'm, you you know more about history than I do, but there there's a lot of things that are like quote academic that like if left unchecked end up having like real world impacts that could have been prevented in the first place. Yeah, you know? no, that's true. I mean, and. I, and the last thing it was like, you know, the fucking, you know, everyone and their brother has like an opinion on like the the China shit now. My opinion right? is that when China earlier. invades, I will be a fifth columnist. I will, bl- I'm gonna, <laughs> well, I will blow go. up bridges, uh, for Xi Jinping, <laughs> and you know, yeah, secretly relay information to them. I guess that sort of blew my cover, but go ahead. Exposed now. That's okay. But there is just like there is like you know it's this is just like facts and undeniable that the surveillance state in China is like, yeah, it's, total. it's much worse it is, than here. It is, it is a, is huge. But I think if you, but ask China delivers that, on like basic shit. That's the thing, but that's the contrast. It's like, we're highly surveilled here and like highly policed, highly surveilled, but also like we have an incompetent state that can't deliver jack shit in the means of like basic uh protections to us whereas china it's like hey that they, at least it's an actual devil's bargain where they're like hey you have no political freedom and like 
you live in a panopticon, but like if something goes 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 haywire, like we're gonna actually clamp it down for you. We're well, COVID is a great example, but I think that's true in a lot of sense. Like China's economy is growing, like there's they're in a, a large upswing, like as as a in a general sense, I think China is in like a sort of growth phase. And maybe that shit's all cyclical, but here it's just like we're so policed, dude. I mean, that's why it's like people want to say like, "Oh, China is like it's so gnarly over there and like they have no freedoms." And then it's like, "Look at everything that happened this summer, dude. People are getting black bagged and fucking taken off the street by cops here." And there's like, and you can't even fucking live. Also, it's like, if you're gonna have, if at least they're they're upholding their end of the bargain. You know what I mean? That's where I like I do disagree because it's like in terms of like who is benefiting from that bargain, it's still a very small percentage of like. No, I mean yeah, China started from a third world country but but if you look at the data right now it's just like it's still the vast majority of people are in destitute. yes but but compared to 20 years ago they're they're doing much better no it's true but compared but But they're like a feudal peasant society 30 years ago or 50 years ago where we were like already a a very well-developed country regardless the, the the point i'm trying to make is that like the yeah there's i'm not there's you're not gonna hear my. I run a newsletter called like the State of Surveillance. And Everyone check out Max's newsletter, the State of yeah, Surveillance. State of I'm Surveillance, folks. I'm the last person that's gonna say you know that there's not fuck shit going on in the U.S. with surveillance, but it is like it's not even close to the same level of totality. The only point See, it's of making not that, even close. I would okay. say it's not even close. But that. But the point being there, right, is that I would disagree that that bargain is being met. But even if it is being met. I don't think that's the right bargain to, to strike. You know what I mean? If there's an alternative, which like a lot of tech companies in the U.S. have been trying to make for years and make their case, which is that like, like Zuckerberg speci- like famously said that privacy is dead, right? And it's like we we he's, pro- he's right. Top people in charge want to make that bargain happen, and I guess what I'm saying, like on my high horse, is that like that bargain's never fucking worth it. Okay, I mean, this is maybe we should probably start wrapping up, but this might be a good um, topic for episode two about like why why is privacy important? Like, why does it matter? I mean, I'm not. I think on on one level, like my I have my polemic is that like privacy is hand in hand with this notion of everyone being this like atomized individual, like every man his his castle type worldview. Where like the world I want to live in is much more like the movie avatar where we're all sleeping in nets hanging off a giant tree. And like, I'm cool with like surrendering a little, I mean, granted in this situation, privacy is being given to these, just like, you know, fucking, uh, uh, black hearted, evil, uh, empire, uh, corporations and States that want to kill and destroy us. But broadly speaking, like, I, I don't think I have a, I do sort of think that we shouldn't fetishize privacy as in because it's like we should be in in league in in common communication with each other and our neighbors and stuff and we should i'm more down and i vibe with the notion of like a communal sort of approach to life that isn't everyone like hiding behind their their screen as it were i mean this is this is this is broad bore but um i don't know maybe we could talk about this yeah i just yeah i mean i just yeah maybe so i just like i i think that you know the notion of just like pr- lowercase privacy and then 
surveillance as like an active thing that someone is doing like surveillance by its very nature is something that's like someone acting upon someone else and in a in a nefarious way and that's kind of what i'm what i'm talking about right if it's you know there's you can have like there's countries in europe that are more communal but have much stricter privacy laws about surveillance you know i mean there's these things can exist coexist that's true that's a good point um so should we take a quick break and then come back and talk about maybe uh what all this means to the future? Yeah, we're gonna scrap we're gonna pop out our crystal ball and just uh, spit on it and rub it in. See what see what see what we see. Alright, until then. Okay, so we're back. We're back. Um, one thing we were thinking about doing, um, kind of as a running feature here is like also bringing in some sort of like historical analysis of like where these, these different things come from when possible. Um, and so Jonah, you were mentioning to me that like, you've been reading this book about like forensics. Um, can you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, I was reading about, um, sort of the, uh, this book. It goes into the sort of the birth of of like criminal. What's it called? It's called the Killer of Little Shepherds. It's like a oh, it's nice. some like nice like <laughs> sort of, yeah yeah yeah. We loved we love killing little shepherds, don't we, folks? Um, it's about uh this like one of the first like fr- uh, serial killer in modern French history in the late nineteenth century, and it's a very like pop uh like re- true crime you know which true crime I find generally to be sort of gauche and and fucked up. Um, you don't love serial. Fuck cereal, dude. Cereal's so embarrassing because that woman like got so just like duped because she was horny for that teen, and he like absolutely <laughs> killed his girlfriend. I mean, it's really funny. Like he totally fucking did it, and she was like, "Is it possible that uh, he could have been at the scene of the crime covered in blood, but only because he was trying to help?" In any case, um. Yeah, no, but it's funny because, <laughs> so, like, apparently, so forensics is, like, uh, and, and this reminds me also quickly of this article I was reading earlier, uh, or, like, earlier this week in the in the Intercept about how, like, even today, the, 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 the state of, of the art of forensics is just, like, criminally fucked up and backwards, no pun intended. It's just, like, a complete fool's errand. Um, um, I'll, read a, I'll read a quick thing from this article. Um, that was in the in the intercept last week um by the journalist whose name is Jordan Smith and it was called we'll bring science back to the white house uh reinvigorate forensics reform because this has been a hobby horse of i guess people who are who are so concerned for uh for some time that um forensics labs which you know obviously like CSI and so forth have made it uh have really inculcated in people the idea that like as long like you know you go to the crime scene you scrape up some blood you get some cum and some hair and you send it back and you just it's wham bam and you sort it out and you'll just get like you know you'll you'll look into the computer and it'll go like guilty and it's like okay cool good good we're sorted this is good but it's actually it's it's a it's a complete uh fucking dog's breakfast of of nonsense uh in a lot of labs especially like in you know, out in rural rural areas and so forth. So I'll read quickly. In 2009, the National Academy of Sciences released a landmark study titled, quote, 
Strengthening Forensic Science in the United States, A Path Forward, which questioned the basis of nearly every forensic discipline used to arrest, prosecute, and send people to prison. With the, with the exception of DNA analysis, it found, quote, no forensic method has been rigorously shown to have the capacity to consistently and with a high degree of certainty demonstrate a connection between evidence and a specific individual or source, end quote. So people have been banging on about this uh, and trying to alert, you know, the relative authorities that like, hey, we've been like sending people to prison on the basis of some pretty shaky science for a long time. Right. Um, and it was uh, the Anders the reports that like um, under even under the Obama administration, the attorney general was just sort of not interested in hearing about uh, the, the problems that may exist in this, uh, you know, um, pillar of our criminal justice system. Um, and uh, since that time, um, this is another uh, another piece of another piece of data. Flawed forensics have been responsible for quote hundreds of wrongful convictions and roughly a quarter of the twenty seven hundred exonerations of already convicted people in the National Registry of Exonerations involved faulty or misleading forensic evidence. So, point. Point of fact is just that, like, what we take to be science, and and this has been such a thing that I feel like, especially this goes, this is plays perfectly in with coronavirus and all this shit too, with like you know uh, this warship of the of the little Italian elf, uh, Doctor Fauci, and 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 uh, Biden's reentry is like, oh, finally, uh, science is back. We we believe science again, and it's just like. The notion that science is apolitical, A, is fucking completely false. And the notion that we even know what we're fucking doing when it comes to things that are presumably empirically uh, verifiable is not at all clear. Like, so. But, I mean, I guess, like, one pushback, though, is, like, just, like, science as a concept is, like, not all bad. No, it's not bad as a concept. (laughs) Have you heard about the replication crisis, for one? Sure. Have you? Like, because there's a huge issue that, like... like obviously part of the scientific method is you're supposed to replicate like once a study has found x to be true via its study the way good science dictates that it should be replicated by different researchers using the same methodology and they should arrive at the same result which would show that like it's not bullshit because it's like you can just like get take the same map to arrive at the same place and there's been like a, a massive massive number of of uh you know efforts to replicate like established science have just failed and they're not true which yeah. basically goes to show that like there's a massive crisis in what we consider to be like science science is just like this safe port you know it's like okay once we've just like yeah. gotten to science it's all good like it's out of our hands right and i think that that's well, that's sort of uh really misguided i'm not saying like oh science isn't real there's plenty of you know observable fact out there but I would just like to tie this into what we were talking about. Like, there's this notion that, like, as long as, like, responsible people are in charge and, like, smart people are in charge who, like, know better, everything will be fine. And it's just, like, we're not really quite as adept at, like, sussing these things out as we as we think, even if we wanted to do it well. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, I would have, like, no, definitely any way we can, like, increase the reliability of like scientific study is great but like i think one thing i don't this article is not stating this necessarily but you know talking about the trump era 
and like all the effects of that if there was like some valid criticism of like scientific method it seems like it went the pendulum swung really far in the other direction where everything seemed to be about hearsay yeah, and of course and i'm not like, saying like trump was, or the fucking republicans republicans are in the right wing and trump are far worse but they're worse than an already derelict you know a, a status quo like they're uh, fucking uh, buffoons and ignoramuses and straight up snake handling religious psychopaths who don't believe in the notion of science at all or or whatever conclusions we can reliably draw but my point is just that like people are so willing to just say like oh no science like sorry goodbye science and it's just like no there's like a lot of uh there's a lot of error there and science can also be manipulated to suit ends uh that may or may not be you know borne out by the raw the raw shit man the raw data so what yeah (laughs) and putting so tell me tell me about the shepherds this book deals with this modern the serial killer joseph vachy who like killed like up uh, uh, at least like 11 people in the late 1900 late 19th century in france just as a wanderer um and he was sort of a, a a nut um, but it sort of tells a tale of how um, they used uh, sort of forensic science, the burgeoning field of forensic science, to ch- to nail him down in this like very rural and still quite decentralized French state at the turn of the century. What was like forensic science? With uh, sort of like taking like a body, you know, you find like a, an eviscerated corpse in a field, and you would follow these like for instance a newly established protocol of like how to do an autopsy so you would like do you know so like first you would note the scene and then uh like are there footsteps like is the person uh you know have they been moved somewhere etc you know has blood pooled in such a way as to suggest that they've died in this position or were they put here um like what type of bugs and maggots are like festering in their corpse because that can tell you when they died, um, or if it was recent or days ago, et cetera. Um, and, and, you know, this field was sort of uh, shedding a lot of light on, uh, on, on, the, on the, the heretofore just, like, uh, laughably unprofessional and arbitrary criminal justice of being like, uh, someone uh, maybe uh, killed someone, or someone dies, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, that guy's a pervert." Um, you know, because he like uh, fucked my cousin, and then, uh, you know, like uh, d- d- uh didn't like pay for uh his boarding fee, so I I don't like him. And yeah. and my I get the idea. There's a lot of false a convictions ton, yeah. oh, back yeah, then. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, what do you mean false conviction? We, if he's convicted, it's, it's done. <laughs> I think that was sort of the sad school, but. I mean, one thing that brings me uh, sort of was like it made me think about this in context of our conversation was like there was the development of a system that was the precursor to the fingerprinting system by this dude Alphonse Bertillon, who was like a a, a criminal, a, a cop essentially in Paris uh, in the turn of the century, like late 1800s, and he determined that if you could take certain measurements from every criminal, um, i.e., the length from like uh, knee to hip. And then, okay. like the length of your uh, from wrist to the top of your uh, index finger, or middle finger, and then like the width of your skull and so forth, you get like an index of these eleven key measurements 
the fact that the odds that any one person would be have the exact same on all 11 measurements of another person is like one in four million um so like when you when you measure all those different attributes together that essentially is like creating what a fingerprint would be today is that something that is like the odds that two people would have the same one are astronomical and so you can reliably determine like hey this is the same guy from the last time who did the crime and he's like he's doing more crimes so you know let's put him in jail again um you just got to get the guy to let you do all those measurements fucking jail i mean they don't really really (laughs) up to them you know true um and it's funny and so this was sort of the precursor to like i guess like you know this you could you could trace a direct line between this and facial recognition um mm-hmm. but it's funny because it was also happening it was concomitant with um like this was also the birth of like eugenics and like phrenology and like there was a um what's phrenology phrenology is a notion of um you can take people's physical characteristics in specific, in particular like their skull shape and their facial attributes and determine if they're like a criminal or not like the oh, criminal wow. face so like a criminal basically and there was an italian doctor whose name i forget now um who was like the the scion of this or rather the the progenitor of this school of thought and he was widely respected i mean for throughout his entire life like he it was he was considered to be like a a a, a sort of a you know a uh a, a breakthrough um uh science uh, sci- i was about to say scientist scientist like in this field because he was like uh-huh. uh, criminals will have uh they'll be they'll have a pinched brow and they'll be cross-eyed and they'll look like shit and they'll smell bad and that's how you know and then like a lot of people especially in this was an italian dude and like the french school which was uh, happening at the same time was like well maybe do you think they're criminals like because they're criminals i.e. because they're forced into lives of criminality bad things have happened to them and they don't have a lot of good stuff going and that's why they're like you know crabbed and, and covered in mm-hmm. blisters and shit it's like no it's definitely the other way around which that's is just funny because and i guess the point i'm trying to make and i'll wrap it up i guess in terms of the historical precedent here and not to say that, like, any of this, all of this, I'm not, like, a science <laughs> a denier. I don't deny the existence of science. But it is just funny because a lot of really genuine, correct um, insights that are made or observations are then can be, le- can be leveraged for this, like, for total quackery, which is the case right. here. Like, um, you know, people were pointing out that, like, you can take a sort of, you can do a sort of, um, empirical um, analysis and, and uh, um, record of individuals and use that as a means of keeping track of people and, and prosecuting crimes justly. Right. And then at the same time, you're like, okay, once we can like measure people's skulls and we can like, uh, you know, notice that like uh, women with like uh, swarthy complexions and like broadened uh you know broad uh you know uh like lips and shit are committing crimes or like women with uh greasy hair are committing crimes therefore we can determine that every poor person who has these characteristics is a criminal right it's funny because like it it truly is like what's old is new i was reading this the last couple days there's some research out 
um, that was essentially doing the same thing, but with facial recognition, where it's saying that like by measuring different like attributes on people's faces, that like you can tell with pretty accurate certainty one their political affiliation, but also their right. sexual orientation, saying, saying, and also like they they were predicting like whether or not they'd be. That's criminals. literally phenomenal. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's you know, insane. it's. You're like, oh, this person wild. is a mongoloid type human uh, <laughs> a facial structure. Uh, yeah, they're likely to be, uh, yeah, a, a degenerate masturbator. Uh, cool. Is this, thank you, Business Insider. We're not not Business Insider. Yeah. Sorry, Business Insider is good. <laughs> thank you, uh, Wall Street Journal, for publishing this. Yeah, which is like, and then you know, the monkey, the elephant in the room. There is that like, it's always. Oh, black it's like, people, oh yeah, right? it's like you just did a black person. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, so the criminal type uh, happens to have dark skin. I mean, wait, uh, never mind. I mean, okay, cool. Good job, guys. Um, yeah, very sus, you, you, you could say. I mean, so I guess well, let's put a bow on it. I mean, uh, my, my, my perspective is merely that, like, there's a lot, you know, science is science, but science levied for political purposes or for the purposes of, criminal justice all of which is political i mean it's like it can be manipulated very easily and i'm not saying that you can't trust anything or whatever but like you have to be canny and uh cognizant of like how certain things are being leveraged and also you know the pr value the pr luster that science and like scientists have accrued i think especially under trump because he was so blatantly like a fucking philistine and an idiot that now people are like anyone who has the veneer of like uh of um you know uh academia or, or intelligence or respectability is like hailed as a you know as a paragon of truth and virtue it's like eh, that's not necessarily <laughs> you know a foolproof uh maxim i don't know right yeah no wouldn't you I say agree. yeah no it makes sense um Okay, well, I think that's a pretty Shall good we leave spot it there? to leave it. Yeah, right. so um, lots of things coming up in the future. We're, um, you know, one thing that we've been thinking about a lot, um, like we were saying, like the Capitol Hill riot really is just like dominating everything right I'm now. feeling domed. And uh, yeah, super domed. But, um, you know, a lot of a uh, big issue right now is like we mentioned earlier, the the banning of Trump from Twitter yeah, and like banning a bunch of that. other people. Um, I think we're gonna, we're gonna get justice. We're gonna get justice for Trump. We're gonna get him back on Twitter. Donnie, my my heart is empty without him filling up my Twitter yeah, feed. We're gonna get him back. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna solve that. Um, but that's all gonna be next episode. Um, thanks everyone for listening to us. If you made it this far, uh, God bless you. I don't know what's wrong with you, but thank you, and I appreciate it very much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Sound good, Mac? So long. All right. Yeah. Ciao. Sounds good.